Hey, everybody, it's time to LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey, everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 395. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ronma S. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Ichigo Gami. As you can see, um, Mako-chan is, is recovering from her sinus infection, so we asked Ichigo to come in at the last minute. Therefore, the floating head. Which is a, apparently a, not even a floating head. I am a floating Skype symbol. Well, it, it's it's better than nothing. And I mean, when you said floating head, I I actually thought it, you was gonna, we just gonna see your head on the on the skin on the on the uh, camera or something like that. I thought so, it'd at least pull up my avatar, but that's all right. I mean, if you want, I can actually um, I can actually you send me an image, I can throw that up there to represent you. That I can do. Yeah, let me do that real quick. I'll yeah. shoot it to you in the Skype. Wonderful. Because um, I, I have I do have this one for Mako that I use. I could just drop that over and just call it a day. So that'll be fun. And um, my uh, my apologies about the intro. What happened was I redid the intro and I forgot to update the playlist. So that's why the VOG intro came through twice. So you know. Oh, man. Uh, we are live tonight, week of February 26, 2019, here on the... Twi what do you mean there is no sound again? Hold on. Evidently, there is no sound coming out of here from me. Hold on. Let me check something. All right. Okay, properties. Okay. There should be some type of default sound coming through right about now. So uh, let, let's see what um, what um, Mako's, I mean, uh, Ichigo sent us saved downloads, file saved. Can you all hear us, by the way? They, I mean, they're saying I'm the only one that they can't hear, so. Hmm. Thanks, guys. I, you know what happened was the same the same thing that happened last week with the audio. Um, that happened, so I just went through and just changed it again. So, for some reason. Yeah, Ronma, your your vocal was blowing out my speaker a little earlier. I had to turn my volume down, but apparently Ari is also blowing up people's speaker in the chat. Uh, let me try and fix it. Well, I I don't know. Oh, the only thing I know is with Audition, it couldn't find the mixer, so I told it, go find the mixer, and it behaved itself, so... And Ranma, you are silent. Um, hold on. Hold on. Everything seems to be fine on this end. Um, let's check something over here. Okay... What about now? So. What about now? It should How be. Now, guys. All right. I think everything is fixed now because the meter is going up. It's like I said last week. 
it couldn't find the mixer, so I had to tell Audition to find it. Evidently, I have to tell Streamlabs where it is now, so... You're coming in loud and clear, Ronma. Yeah, because here's the thing. Everybody have to treat it like an uninterested cat, in yeah. other words. I'm probably gonna I'm probably gonna tweet to Streamlabs about it. So here's the thing. I have a USB mixer. All the audio that's coming through, including Skype, that all comes through there. So if y'all can't hear it, it'll be muffled. So I have to make sure this does that. And I have to put a little note here that says check the check the system bar, make sure that it's going off because on my end, the recordings are going fine. On the other end, not so much. And with this picture that Ichigo sent us, she is judging all of us big time. I judge all. I am Skype Fox. I destroy all humans. <laughs> Either she's judging us or she's just completely uninterested. Six, six twelve, saying. half dozen, either or, you know. So Life is meh. Mm. All right, so like I said, we're live a uh, week of... February 26, 2019, here on Twitch TV. You can find us at twitch.tv slash anime jam session. We're here live Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we don't do encore presentations, but you're more than welcome to check out our Twitch page and check out some prior episodes. Uh, believe you me, within the last seven episodes, we've come a bit of a ways from how we started out. So uh, you can check us out there through Twitch. You can head on over to uh, live.vognetwork.com. Uh, you can watch us there live. Again, Twitch TV slash Anime Jam Session. And you can find us on Discord, uh, vognetwork.com slash Discord. There is a ch there are different chat rooms there for each of the shows. So come by, check it out. Besides the normal rig rigmarole, how is everybody tonight? Eh. Still tired from all the mermaids. Yeah? Yep, had that mermaid convention this past weekend. That was super fun. Well, I want to hear briefly about that, so, you know. Okay. And the funny thing is, you talk about mermaids, it reminds me of one of my favorite movies growing up, uh, Splash. I know that they're coming back with a remake for Splash, um, and I was also right next to one of the gentlemen who was the original illustrator for the Disney version of The Little Mermaid back 30 years ago. That's pretty cool. I wouldn't mind seeing the reboot of Splash, though. I wouldn't mind, because it's been so long. And I get it. Not everybody wants to see reboots, and I totally understand it. But sometimes it's been so many years since the last movie, a reboot in a different setting can prove to be a little interesting. So, anywho, let's go through the chat here with how was your week, how was your day. Ari, how was your week, how was your day? Well, today is my birthday, and I'm spending it streaming with you guys, so... Happy birthday, my good Happy man. Happy motherfucking birthday! I am 37 now. Enjoy your uh, enjoy your beverage, good sir. Yeah, this is, this is just uh, Arizona, you know, drinks. Arizona drink. Well, it's watermelon, not. I got fruit punch too, but uh, that's in the fridge. I uh, spent a bit of you know money my aunt sent me for my birthday to do grocery shopping today. I know that feel. <clears throat> also, I took off from work, which See... would have been, fun. Mm -hmm. which which would have been fun, except that I at five o'clock I'm like, oh good, I. I don't have to go to work today. Turn the alarm off. Spend about an hour, half or so, being unable to get back to sleep. See, 
what I would have done was I would have worked my birthday and gotten the following day off. So. Eh. I, I also don't know how my coworkers would react or whether or not they would have gone over the top with it or not. So. Mm. And uh, let's see what else. A friend of mine bought me Breath of the Wild for my birthday. That's good. And he also showed me that there's a uh, <clears throat> there's an app for the Switch that lets you play not only just old NES games, but old NES games set up with special challenges or settings or whatnot. Oh, stuff. Nintendo Switch Online. Yeah, that. Yeah, I, yeah, it's like twenty bucks a year, and it's like you get like a ne- uh, Nintendo esque Netflix library of games. That's kind of good. And uh, that's about it, really. I mean, it's been a slow week leading up to today. Okay. Um, Ichigo, how was your week? How was your day? Well, I know you guys know that I was at Capticon last, last weekend. Mm-hmm. So this weekend, I decided to double it up con weekend and con weekend. But this was a different kind of con weekend. It was a mermaid convention. Yeah. <laughs> And it was held at an aquatic center near my house, so it was very convenient for me. Um, I was there vending again, and it was lots of fun. Um, there was a lot of craziness, but it was the first year they were having this event, so uh, there was a lot of different stuff going on. But I was, as a vendor, right next to the table for the guests. So Philo Barnhart and Charles de Monsant were both there um, Philo being the one of the main illustrators for The Little Mermaid back in the day. And he was very nice. They were very nice. Um, it was a little cramped, but they were very nice mm. and very grateful. Um, so it was very nice to be booth mates with them, essentially. And um, it didn't hurt my business to have the guests right next door. So. Even better. He even bought two things for me. So oh, that was kind of neat. That was awesome. Nice. Yeah, uh, overall it was a pretty successful weekend. Uh, for the next few weeks, I am ramping up for getting ready for my trip. So that's pretty much my week and day. Painted some shoes with glitter. That's what I did today. <laughs> Poof, all the glitter. All the Magical girls all day. <laughs> I can't help it. I, I love your fucking glasses, seriously. Thanks. They also have them in pink. I'm thinking about getting them for my trip. I don't know yet. You Gotta should have to go with the aesthetic, you know. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Go, go to, go to Harajuku and be with your peoples. I'll blend in. Exactly. They'll think I'm anime. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think if you go, you're gonna radiate that whole boss made mama. So they, they're going to know who you are. I'm like, I'm like, um. My, one of my cosplays last year, I'm like, the legendary Ichigo Gami. But I'm not a zombie, guys. I'm not looking to get uh, any cannibalism on while I'm there. But we will be getting some Michelin star sushi. So check Ooh. out my social media for that. Uh, it'll be later in April at some point when I recover. <laughs> to quote Homer, ooh. I know, right? I'm so excited. <laughs> okay, so my weekend day has been basically me just kind of relaxing from catching up with with working on my uh photos and so forth and i've as i've been saying off and on for like the last couple of weeks since i've done this rebuild r- just running audition has just been really amazing so i'm able to get my photos done out a lot quicker and i think tomorrow i'm going to post a couple of photo shoots 
on my blog at djronness.net. Swing by, check it out. Um, see what else is going on here. Um, I did some cleaning up, moving, packing up some boxes and stuff. I'm not moving, but you know, I have I have boxes from Amazon, and periodically I just after a while I just break them down, pack them, and just put them outside. Um, I will be shipping out my old uh, lens for my camera to get it fixed. There's a speck or something on one of the on the glass. I can't clean it off. But it looks like when I take my pictures, it doesn't affect it. But better safe than sorry. And also, I'd like to say, I don't talk about this all that often. But last time we talked, like, jobs or whatever, I said I worked at uh, Microsoft. So, you know, that was all good. But I have more or less moved on. I And not in a bad way, in a good way. I, I guess you could say I'm stepping up in my... IT career of sorts. Um, I now work for NBC. Hooray! NBC Universal. So, you know, I'm that was just luck. I just happened to, you know, just put my resume out there. Just, I wonder, you know, and lo and behold, I was like, I'll definitely take this opportunity. So I'm kind of happy about that. So, and this will probably be the first and last time I mentioned I work for this company. The only other time I, I have mentioned it is on my Twitter, which was yesterday, because I said this commute, my commute is just like my old commute going to Microsoft, but this time I'm getting off at a couple of stops prior at, um, might as well say it, Rockefeller Center, so it, it's really cool, and I will <laughs> say, you know, going to the Studio Cafe, I have to pass through the audio, uh, there are booths for, for audio, for the do the audio for the studio shows like Seth Meyers and Jimmy Fallon. And there's a section where they have for the tour. But walking past there, seeing all these computers and the audio controls, it's just really surreal. So I'm just kind of happy about that. So, And that basically is that. Um, let me see. I'm looking around trying to think if there's anything else I'm forgetting. Um, oh, yeah. Um, I will probably post a picture on my, on my Facebook page, on my fan page so I can get a better picture. I finally got around to updating my display cabinet. Um, the problem was I didn't have enough acrylic risers. So I ordered some on Friday and they came Sunday. So on my, on my, uh, display case, I have one section that's just the Sailor Venus shrine. Go ahead. You know. The second one is like the idol anime shrine, per se, because the back row is Nozomi Tojo from Love Life, and the front is Yoshiga Tsushima from Love Life Sunshine. And the third shelf is um, Sailor Moon, Rem, Stalking Anarchy, uh, Mega Drive, Two Figurines, uh, Mami Tomoe, and I have Mio from K on there, but I'm going to move her to the second shelf once I more or less reorganize that. And the bottom shelf is all is my Funko Pops <laughs> and my Nendroids and stuff. And I pulled my Amethyst Den, uh, Pop out so I can get that autographed at um, Zenkai Con next month. So that's going to be kind of fun. But other than that, that's basically has been um, my weekend day. All right, so. Looking, looking on uh, housekeeping news. Uh, just remember that we are here on Twitch TV, 
twitch.tv slash anime jam session Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Uh, we're part of the Voice of Geeks Network, so definitely check out the other shows as part of Vogue, like, such as the Bobby Blackwolf Show at Orange Lounge Radio. You can catch them starting at 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, 5 p.m. Pacific at twitch.tv slash Vogue Network. And also, you can find us there, too. We're affiliated podcasts, and we're, and we're thankful and we're appreciative of their backing and supporting all good, one good, fun, happy family. Also, I want to say a special thank you to Polaris Flair. If you are listening to our quote-unquote pre-show before we went live, that was a couple of his remixes that uh, we streamed. Uh, the first one was Aqua's Daydream Warrior, and the second one is from Lazy Town. We are number one. If you really enjoy his that music, you can check out his tracks at polarisflare.bandcamp.com. Actually, if you Google Polaris Flare, you'll find his Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, Patreon. His Love Live remixes are really awesome, so definitely check them out. Um, let's see. The Weekly Shirt Slash Plush. Uh, normally, um, Mako-chan would be on, but she's out due to recovery from a sinus infection. You'll see what her plush is next week. But for me, this week is one of the many Sailor Venus shirts that I have. So... Okay, let me adjust this. This week's shirt is um, L'Amour and Beauté. It's a, an amalgam of Sailor Venus, Sailor V, and Minako put together. And it's really cool. I think this is like the first uh, Venus shirt that I ever purchased. Uh, I think it is. And I think I had it when I was still living at the old studio on West 7th. So, you know. Uh, let's see. What about you, Ari? Uh, this this is the uh, the main symbol for the uh, game Undertale. It's it's called the Delta Rune, and I got it from a uh, I guess I don't want to say semi official, but a uh, you know a very like reputable uh, you know t shirt and like merchandise dis- distributor. Mm-hmm. They're uh, they had this gimmick where you could <clears throat> you could have you could request a special discount for you know it's a token one for only one dollar but if you took it the uh, special little gift they would give you with your package would be different mm-hmm. see normally it would just be a picture of a uh, player character and then like six of the uh, other main story characters all in it right, right. you know like look, looking nice and happy but if you took the uh what's called the flowy discount because that's what the, you know the little one dollar discount the picture was of like one of the main, like the main villain, like stare like creepily at you, and there'll just be red X's over everyone else's faces, indicating that he had it. That well, they had uh, killed them all. Mm, okay. I said they because the because uh, the player characters and a uh, the other the other guy Kara is a like their genders are uh, they're not official, so people okay. just, like plug them plug them into uh, whatever they want. Gotcha. Okay. I know this all sounds weird if you never played Undertale, so. I hear it plays like Star Tropics or something like that. Basically, like the symbols like prominent in their uh, mythology for the, all the for the monster world. And normally, if Ichigo was with us, she'd probably be showing off one of her amazing uh, outfits that she has she is wearing or designed, which is cool. But for now, check out her awesome. Heart-shaped glasses. Those. Are, that, that's, I, yes, that's the thing for the day. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm just coming it today, guys. I'm in pajamas. I'm on my 
Star Wars Darth Vader hoodie. Uh, so that's fun. Ichigo? Mm-hmm. We're all in our pajamas, okay? Okay, yeah, no, it is true. Hashtag, you know, Twitch in our pajamas. Okay. That should be a tw- that should be a hashtag Twitch in our Twitch live in our pajamas. In our pajamas, yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm literally going right to bed after this. <laughs> probably me too. I mean, when I got out of when I got home from work, for, I just I just like ugh. I just quickly changed, and when I started watching NCIS, I realized, oh wait, oh well, it is what it is. So you know. Anywho, uh, now that we got that out the way, Ari, what's going on with Pokemon: The Power of Us? Uh, what indeed? Oh, here we go. <clears throat> Amazon has put up the listing for the home release of Pokemon the movie The Power of Us. <clears throat> Pardon me. Mm-hmm. According to the product pages, the Blu-ray and DVD version of the movie will come out on the 19th of March in North America. And if you're interested, you can pre-order with links from the following site, and I will put it in the I'll put it in the chat so everyone else can look at it. You can also check out the cover of the image, which is also in the listings on the Blu-ray and DVD. Cool. Honestly, I'm like the new, the newer like reboot of the Pokemon films aren't doing anything for me. I don't know if it was you know rewriting you know Misty and Brock out of the equation, but uh, it's just like it's, I guess you said more like a reimagining of sorts, you know. Plus, the second movie has to get over the holy shit Pikachu talked bar. <laughs> I know. I, still, I know people. Which still, I, still, no. I still maintain is because Ash was having a concussion. He was hallucinating that whole thing. Perhaps. Yeah, that was a quick one about Pokemon. What do we got next? Um, Ichigo is going to tell us about a, a discrepancy with a, between an author and an illustrator about a light novel, which caused it to get canceled. Uh, like and, and and just a heads up, guys, it is an adult light novel, so mm-hmm. uh, don't get any mixed ideas here, okay? A light novel about a sex slave canceled after author's heated tweets against illustrator. Oh, my. Oh, my. So the title of this light novel is I chose to leave because I was threatened with expulsion from the party unless I became the sex slave of the female hero. Will receive no further releases beyond volume two. Light novel publisher, publisher, mm, Dash Exbunko announced on February 22nd that the I chose to leave because I was threatened with expulsion from the party unless I became the sex slave of female hero. Or, Onayusha ni jibun no sedore ni narara nai to pati wo Ichigo, something's up with your microphone. You're getting all staticky. Oh, that's weird because I haven't done anything with my mic. Um, but yeah, the series has been canceled. Consider it canceled, guys. The series name is damn mouthful, isn't it? I know, right? And I wasn't even done. Womp womp. Uh, but after the author, Nozomi Genkiyoku, reportedly insulted the illustrator, Minetti, on Twitter, Dash Expunko released a statement on Twitter saying that there will be no further releases beyond Volume 2, which was published on February 22nd, 
and the planned manga adaptation had also been ha- uh, halted. I'm going to say haunted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like my life. Dash X Funko identified the author's inappropriate statements on social media as the cause between the cancellation uh, it, behind it. And, and in this particular instance, uh, Nozomi Ginkyoku wrote insulting tweets about Mimeti. <laughs> the publisher said that the author has been known to attack others on Twitter in the past. We know a few people like that here in America. And that they felt it was necessary to take disciplinary action. Genkyoku released an apology to Minetti on Twitter on February 15th, saying that they'd misunderstood what Minetti had tweeted earlier and had unduly taken offense. And as a result, Genkyoku wrote insulting tweets about Minetti in their sub-account and then retweeted it on their main account. Genkyoku wrote, There is no excuse for the awful and vile statements I made. Mm. Um... Ginkyoku has since deleted every other tweet from their account, making it unclear what they had said or even what caused the outburst. Twitterees have speculated that the Twigger, the twi- oh my gosh, I can't do English tonight, guys. Sorry, guys. Uh, that the trigger for Ginkyoku's initial angry tweets was the tweet Minetti made on February 9th saying, I think it's time, ooh, okay, um, for him to draw sexually assault, sexual assault manga, basically, after drawing so many illustrations that don't push the envelope, he's been getting backed up. Minetti also wrote in a reply, I get bored of just drawing safe Edo illustrations. Edo meaning, like, adult-themed illustrations. Mm-hmm. Those don't know. And it is thought that Ginkyoku interpreted these tweets to mean that Minetti had a low opinion of the light novel itself. Volume 1 of... Uh, and I'm going to say this again. I chose to leave because I was threatened with expulsion from the party unless I became the sex slave of the female hero. Was first published in November 2018, and the second volume of the series shipped on February 22nd, the same day as Dash and X Bunko formally announced the series cancellation. The story, if you guys are so interested, follows a 12-year-old boy named Rem who, crossed, who chose to leave a party after the female hero orders him to be her sex slave. Rem returned to his hometown, but is betrayed by those he thought he trusted, and wanders into a labyrinth and releases a girl named Alicia from a seal. However, uh, after being released from the seal, Alicia calls Rem her master, and the two form a, a contract, basically. Yeah, uh, yeah, this is a awkward uh, article situation from stuff we've covered previously, so sorry well, about that. I want to know guys. how old the uh, female hero was. It does not state, but I'm going to imagine that uh, with the illustrations and everything in context, it looks like the female hero may be older, um, which makes this even worse. Wonderful. Jack fucking vodka in this right now. Hold off on, on your on your vodka, because we, you know. But if you must have a drink, have a drink in memoriam because I always hated uh, doing these types of uh, reports. But it do- it does have to be said that sadly that a voice actress passed away, and it kind of sucks even more. Uh, we found out like a month after it actually happened. Um, her her name was Megan Albach. She worked for Funimation, and she worked on titles such as Evangelion 1.0, Attack on Titan. Fairy Tale, One Piece, and Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. Uh, she 
did a lot of live theater productions in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and a variety of commercials and television spots and films. She actually she had a starring role in the 2009 film Fire From Below. And that was on one of my list of movies I wanted to see, but I never did. And like I said, sadly, this happened back in January 22nd, and she was only 44. So uh, there's, it was never uh, disclosed what she passed of, but let's just leave it at that. Um, on behalf of the staff here at Anime Jam Session and Vogue Network, um, you have our deepest condolences and sympathies to the family. Now, let's go 180 and just get a little positive out, out of this. So, Ari, what's up with Spider-Man winning a, an Oscar? Yep, it won the award for Best Animated Feature Film at the 91st Academy Awards on Sunday. Huh. Yep, I honestly didn't care about the Oscars one way or another, so I didn't know about this. I, I kind of sort of knew because it was like, I don't think I had it on, on TV in the background, but just being on social media, I, I mm. saw people's responses. Especially over the green book. I'm like, oh, I ain't getting into that. Let's see. Mamoru hosted on Studio Cheese's anime film Mirai was nominated, as was Incredibles 2, Isle of Dogs, and Ralph Breaks the Internet. Hmm. Japanese film Shoplifters, directed by Hirokazu Koreeda, received the nomination Best Foreign Language Film, but Roma won that award. No anime, no anime shorts received nominations in the anime short film category this year. But Bao won the award. Hmm. Bao and was sweet. That was really sweet. I like um, the ceremony. Also honored in memoriam actress Margot Kidder, American comics pioneer Stan Lee, and Studio Ghibli co-founder Isao Takahata. So I like the I liked Into the Spider Verse. I'm glad it won. Yeah, some anim some fans were kind of annoyed that it, that it beat an anime title, but I mean, if it's not that popular, it's not really going to go through. You know, Spider Man is a much more known franchise, so. Mm -hmm. Oh well, it is what it is. Maybe next year, who knows? Maybe um, Battle Alita Battle Angel will get a nomination for something. You know, that would be good. That would be nice. Possibly. Yeah, maybe. Sorry, guys. Skype hmm? decided to be an asshole. What happened? Skype decided to kick me off for a second. <sighs> I love it when that happens. Yeah, you gotta love that. Um, yeah, so am I doing, I guess, play next? Yeah, uh, um, the, the fact that um, Funimation's putting Faruba in theaters. Yeah, for those who were not aware, Funimation Films revealed the dates for the U.S. screenings of the first two episodes of the new season series, redub, basically, um, and version of the anime of Natsuki Takaya's Fruits Basket. Um, the English dub will screen on Tuesday, March 26th, and the subtitle version will screen on the 27th. Pre-sale tickets are available now. And the theatrical screening website confirmed two more English dub cast members, Elizabeth Maxwell as Orisa Utani and Jad Saxon mm -hmm. ja, did I say that right? as Saki Hanajima. Both are new to the cast, replacing Parisa Fakir and Daphne Gear, respectively. 
Screenings will offer a 16-ounce stadium cup, a lanyard, and three pin badges as commemorative gifts with new art from the series. And screenings will also be accompanied by interviews with both English and Japanese voice casts. So, cool. Nice. Um, and again, I know we covered this uh, last weekend, last week maybe, but that the new the anime will have an entirely new Japanese cast and staff per the illustrator's request, the story the writer's request. And it's going to cover the entire manga story. Um, the anime's previously announced English dub is going to have returning cast members as well as new ones. It will premiere in Japan on TV Tokyo and TV Osaka in April. And Funimation will stream it on their anime streaming service Funimation Now, which they've also licensed the home video rights. So you can look for them on I was going to say VHS for a second, but for DVD or Blu-ray. Um, Yoshihide Ibarra, who directed FLCL Progressive or Pikaya, is also directing the anime. And uh, Taku Kishimoto is in charge of series composition. Masato Shindo from Across Delta and my teenage teen romantic comedy Snafu is drawing the character designs. And Takaya herself is serving as executive supervisor. So it looks pretty cool. It looks like it's going to be pretty good. Just out of curiosity, did anybody here watch Footy Cootie, uh Progressive and Alternative? Uh, I did, but it was I mostly... I wanted to, but I could never you know, get around to it. John watched it, so I did. How was it? Yeah. Uh, I would not consider it a sequel so much as a continuation of a story in a different way. So are you basically saying put this in the same category as season two of Big O? Uh, yeah, like okay. where it's a story and it's a good story, but it's like not it, really connected to the first part at all, except for Haruhara Haruko. Gotcha. Japanese flair, too much American influence. Mm. Can't win them all, can you? You can get a sales at work calendar, but here's the catch. You gotta give blood. So what's happening is starting yesterday at an all Japanese Red Cross Society blood donation sites, if you donate blood, you get a really awesome sales at work calendar. And the supply is limited to the first 15,000 volunteers that come on a first come first serve basis throughout the country. So. If you are an anime fan and you want to kind of help your fellow man out, donate blood, get an awesome um, calendar. And I think that's really cool. You know something? They should do something like that here. I think you'll get a decent turnout of weebs uh, giving blood if they're able to get a sales at work calendar. Joke's on them. They've barred me from giving blood for life. What? Why? I lived in Germany during the time of mad cow disease, so I have a lifetime. I thought it was because your I thought it was because your blood brings back the young dead and start and let to start another war and we'll have to fight you again. Oh no, that's what happens. You know, zombies, all that fun stuff. No, it's it, it's yeah. They don't allow anyone who lived in Europe during the time of mad cow disease to give blood. You're on a lifetime ban, friends. Yeah, it sucks. Mm. But on the plus side, when it comes to cells at work, um. 
FOTS Japan is releasing a new figure of Platelet. Ano. That is so cute. The figure is currently available for pre-order for a little bit over four, close to 15,000 yen, which is about $134. And the f figures will ship at the end of April. And I'm looking at this price, and one part of me is like, that's absolutely ridiculous to pay that amount. But on the same, on the other side of me, in, in my uh, in my cart is a hundred and thirty-five dollar Tamari figurine that's out of that's out of production, and a, another hundred thirty-five dollar Ranma one half SH figure arts of Akane Tendo, which is out of production. So I'm like, I have no room to say a damn thing. Hot kettle, etc. Exactly. I'm still kind of pissed. A friend of mine was selling it for, thir for like 40 bucks, and he sold it to a friend of his. I'm like, I had the money right here. Hell, if I had known that was going to be out of print, I would have bought that first because the other figures in the Ronma One Half collection are still going. I believe Genma, Genma Panda is out of production. That's going for like 80 bucks, but I didn't want that one. Well, I mean, if I see it at any of the places we go to in Akihabara, I'll let you know. Oh, yes, please. Um, I will probably be sending you figure pictures of stuff. So if you see it, just tell me and I will I will, I will PayPal you cash. That's cool with me. And you have a PayPal debit card, right? Yes, I do. That one is for business, but I, I, I can just transfer stuff to my bank. It's fine. Oh, okay, because I was going to say, in that case, if I paid you back, you'd have um, more spending money. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Heckin' yes. Gonna yeah. buy all the stuff. Gonna make it rain yen. <laughs> it's raining yet. That's not a coin. So, so to... Raining yen. <laughs> <laughs> no! Yes! All right, yes. why? Ari you beat me. You schmuck, you beat me to it. <laughs> I'm excited. I want to play all the crane games. So, yes, if you would like to send me 100 yen coins so I can play crane games, uh, maybe on Twitch, uh, definitely uh, look at my coffee and uh, Patreon and all that fun stuff. I can send you some quarters. They're about the, they're about the same dimensions and... Oh gosh, you trying to get thrown out of Japan or arrested, okay? Mm. Wait, 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 say that again? Oh, I said I'm not trying to get thrown out of Japan or arrested, okay? No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> well, you gotta go find a Love Live arcade game, so you gotta play that. There's a Namco right up the street from our first hotel, so I was gonna check that out, but uh, I don't know if there are any other arcades around us, so we'll see. If you tell me where in Japan you're going to be, if I post where you're going to be, I know at least... Three people on my Facebook will tell you where arcades are. Yeah, I know. Rose is totally still there, and I was trying to get together with her and meet up, but she's going to be out of the town when I'm there, so mm. sad face. I have another friend. I can ping her and see if she'll meet up with you or something like that. That might be fun. We've got a jam-packed schedule. Oh, boy. Well, while, you've, while you take care of your, your – you find – tweak your schedule – Ari, tell us what's going on with, with Bon Presto. Uh, the February 22nd issue of the National Printing Bureau's Canpo publication revealed that toy company Ben Presto has been dissolved and combined with Bank Dynamco Holdings toy and hobby subsidiary Bankai Spirits, which has taken over all rights and duties from the former company. Bandai Spirits was established on February 15, 2018. The subsidiary absorbed the figure 
and plastic bottle business from the band from Bandai and a convenience store good business from Band Presto. The company had a capital stock of 100 million yen, which is about 923,000 U.S., and about 400 employees at the time of its establishment. <clears throat> Band Presto was founded as, as Hoei Sangyo in 1977 and was renamed Coreland in 1982. The company became partially owned subsidiary of Bandai in 1989 and gained its most recent name. And it became a wholly owned subsidiary of Bandai Namco Holdings in 2016. So if you're into, like, plastic figures and stuff, this might, uh, I don't know, like, disrupt distribution of them or something? Mm-hmm. I don't have quite the uh, collection of figures as some people do. I mean, in general, I mean, you know what I mean? Same here. I mean, I'll admit... I got into collecting figures late. Like, the first figure I ever bought was Mitsumi from Love Hina, thinking it was, uh, thinking it was, um, Hina, Hina Sagawa, so, whoops. And I have yet to put that on display, but I really should, so, you know. Oh, and just so we can continue, I just want to put this disclaimer out there. This is coming from the site that we're getting our news from, uh, Bandai Namco Rights Marketing, Inc. is a wholly owned subsidiary of Bandai Namco Holdings, Inc. And it's a non-controlling minority shareholder at Anime News Network, Incorporated. That's all. Ah, we got that out the way. Um, Ichigo, what's going on about this forbidden law? Okay, guys. So, a manga artist are complaining about a proposed Japanese law forbidding pirated media screenshot downloads. Hmm. So, a subcommittee of Japan's Council for Cultural Affairs recently agreed to a plan um, to expand the scope of the scope of copyright law. Downloading anime images, illustrations, and photographs are, that are illegally posted to personal blogs and Twitter accounts would also be illegal as would copying and pasting song lyrics. Hmm. The laws wouldn't just be limited directly to downloading images themselves, but also taking screenshots, which would also be against the law. I mean, I think we talked about... Uh, I mean, uh, interrupt you, but uh, I think we talked about on this show a few weeks back about something similar about YouTube videos being pulled because they were basically people just showing off manga as if they're reviewing it, but they're turning the page like every couple of minutes so you can actually read along with it or something like that. Well, that's a way to cheat the system. Yep. And they don't like being cheated. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So even though the laws were apparently proposed to protect the intellectual property rights of manga artists, some manga artists are among the critics of the law. Nodane Kantabil, creator... Komoko Ninomaya posted a tweet on February 13th saying, Who asked for this? Uh, when another Twitter user responded to her saying that the Japanese Agency of Cultural Affairs had yet to define the specific terms for how and when the law would be applied, Ninomaya responded something, uh, something so vague shouldn't pass. Right. Another user linked her to an article about why Japanese publisher Kodansha supported the motion, to which she replied, I know about this. I'm talking about the part not stated here. Love Kina and Negima creator Ken Akamatsu also shared multiple articles about the subject on Twitter and wrote several tweet threads dissecting the implications of the law 
and he stated that the law would make Japan into a country where it would be really easy to pester and bother people with the threat of being arrested. He also said that until a legal document outlining the specifics behind the law is released, there will not even be a lawyer able to interpret the full implications. Mm. Kaze Toki Nouta, creator and head of Japan Society for Studies in Cartoon and Comics, Keiko Takemiya, released a statement on January 23rd saying that if this law passes, I fear that it will cause fan activities to wither and relationships between manga artists and their fans will Mm -hmm. be diminished. News of the law has generally been a hot topic and the Japanese word for copyright infringement became trending over the past few days. Akamatsu said that he hopes with the Japanese Agency for Cultural Affairs that they will listen to the objecting voices of manga artists, among others. I mean, I get it, and I understand it, but it's still way too broad, so... Yeah, I'm sure someone's going to try and exploit the uh, ambiguity in all this. Yeah, exactly. Ambiguity is a big thing. I, I feel controls. like... It needs to be. It needs to be hashed out a little bit more. It's kind of like just uh, a rule that they're trying to crack down with, kind of like a few things that are going on on the internet right now, where it's just kind of like, okay, if we take care of it, we just blanket statement it all, it'll just ta- be taken care of. But that in turn can cause a lot of problems down the line. Yeah, but in regards to problems. Um... We always hear about this when it comes to, like, Hulu and Netflix. Like, every... It's almost like every year you find out what titles are leaving streaming networks, streaming sites, and so forth. And sometimes if you're lucky, it may be leaving one, but it's going to another, so you can kind of catch up with that. But... As the rights get shuffled around, right? Basically. And speaking of rights being shuffled around... You can say goodbye to Attack on Titan and My Hero Academia from Crunchyroll. But here, but on the plus side, the second and third seasons of those shows, you can still catch on their site. Uh, Crunchyroll did explain that they are working on getting the rights to season one for both series. And as soon as they know anything, they'll let people know. This, I guess this is like the end results of like the original crossover agreement between Funimation and Crunchyroll, but the partnership ended in November, so they're kind of pulling what they can. So, in a way, it's like on Crunchyroll, you can see Attack on Titan and My Hero Academia, which you can see on Funimation, except that if you want to see it subtitled, you can only see it on Crunchyroll. If you wanted to watch it dub, it's only available on Funimation. But I guess with this split coming down, you should be able to see it in either language on on Funimation site, since Funimation is handling dubs for a lot of the Crunchyroll titles that they had gotten. But um, to refresh your memories, the first season of Attack on Titan aired in 2013 and streamed on both uh, sites. And this was going on before both companies uh, began their their partnership. The first season of My Hero Academia had a simulcast exclusively through Funimation in 2016, and then Crunchyroll added the series the following year after the partnership started off. Yeah, and as Bob Coffey says in our chat room at uh, twitch.tv slash anime jam session, it's part of the funny cross crunchy divorce. Seasons 2 and 3 were joint licensed, so that's why they still are on both, despite Funimation having the home video rights. So... Sometimes it's, 
it's good to have both both services just in case, you know. Uh, and I think that's it for news. Before we get into meanwhile in Japan, uh, Ichigo, I know you talked briefly about Mermagic Con. Is there anything else you want to tell us about, like any panels you went to or anything when you were able to leave your uh, booth? Um, no. And I sound mildly uncomfortable because I was basically in the vendor's hall for 12 hours Oof. and then three and a half hours and I didn't leave. So they did offer, however, for those who were not me, um, things like face painting vendors and chainmail vendors who there was even one chainmail vendor who made a mermaid tail that was out of scale mail, which mm. weighed 20 pounds. And they actually did a swim test with it. Wow. That was successful. Um, they had some professional mermaids from all the way out in Hawaii and Australia that came for this event. They had 12 press, um, companies that came and even two docu documentary shooting teams, one of which dropped his camera into the pool. And, Ooh. um, I mean, was it, was it, was the camera like in a waterproof case or something? No, but it was like an $80,000 camera. Oh. I know everybody's crying inside. It brings me joy because um, he was not nice to some of the staffers. So. Oh, then by all means, f this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you guys turned around. You're like that poor camera. Oh, but that guy's a dick. Um, yeah, yeah. No, we're and more worried then, about um, the camera than that asshole. From safety classes, which I was so excited about, they had some free diving classes. They had classes on how to choose the proper tail for you, and they also had a. Um, diversity in mermaiding panel or merfolk as they oh, like yeah? so that was a pretty cool little collection of stuff they had going on it was really um kind of a two-day event with mm -hmm. some socializing on friday um and it is apparently happening next year so if you are interested in either being uh more knowledgeable about mermaid stuff or merfolk stuff or wanting to just come and see them they do actually have early bird tickets up for sale, and you can check those out on mermagic.com. Um, yeah, mermagiccon.com. Yeah. Okay. So, super fun times. Well, since I didn't, maybe if maybe I might do it next year. We'll see. Might be pretty cool. Yeah, they had a gala and lots of socializing and everything, and it was all good vibes and good karma, so it was pretty good, good time. Okay. Alright, and I guess that is for that. So I guess we get to the fun part of the show. Mm-hmm. Strange... Why do I keep saying strange news from Japan? Because it's, it's conditional. It's, yeah. It's... Yeah, you're right. But I, but if you notice, over the recent weeks, we have changed the, the, this section. We went from strange news in Japan to oh Japan to meanwhile in Japan because... Some of the topics that we talk about on the show about that, it kind of goes back and forth, you know. So that's why we go meanwhile in Japan and say, Yeah, it goes more... everywhere from kind of strange news to was that actually in Florida? Oh, wait, no, that was Japan to huh, that guy was really stupid, wasn't he? <laughs> or in this case, Florida 2.0, which is Ohio. Uh <laughs> I want to take the first one, though. Hey, that's all you. And I think y'all know which one I plan to take, so... Last one? Yeah. Well, so, no. um, microwavable potato chips 
were recalled after three days due to fire hazards. And the thing is, I've been hearing good things about this. So I'm like, maybe I could find this at one of the Japanese supermarkets that are near me. They, I mean, I would, I would be willing to try them, except the fact that they might kill me. Um, so <laughs> one potato chip dared to fly too close to the electromagnetic radiation and got burnt. Mm. It was with great fanfare that potato chip giant Calbi unveiled the Renji de Posteric band of brand of chips. These stand alone among the other fried potato slices in that the bag is microwavable, allowing you to heat up the chips and unleash a taste sensation that has only been previously enjoyed at the Calbi factory. So in essence, trying to recreate the just fresh off the factory floor chip experience. Mm. On the 19th of February, a limited run of the Renji de Poteric hit the shelves and were able to be found in chains of Family Mart stores and other combinis across the land. Snack fans, including the Japanese writing team for Sora News 24, flocked for the taste of these warm chips seasoned with butter and soy sauce. Ooh. However, on the 22nd, uh, February, Calbee made a shocking announcement that they were recalling all of the chips immediately over concerns that they may catch fire. It also, they had also received complaints that some customers there uh, um, saw smoke and flames that appeared while they were heating up the chips. In total, about 160,000 bags will have to be reclaimed, and to make matters worse, the highly anticipated chip scheduled to be released on the 12th of March, which is their pizza flavor, has also been suspended. It is unclear what went wrong, especially since Calbi has said to have spent two years designing them, but they also say it could have been user error, such as forgetting to tear the package open slightly or using the microwave's automatic settings when the label explicitly tells them the directions to use. And netizens, the internet, was quick to be upset, um, as it normally is. Uh, and there were some quotes from the net as saying, this is upsetting. I had some yesterday. They didn't really heat up enough to taste normal. Arg, and I was going to buy some today. I think they would have caught something like this in development. It's probably the customer screwing up. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. There's too much variety in microwaves. It's hard to predict how much, how each one will behave. What the hell? They probably mistook their toaster oven for a microwave. <laughs> Oh, and I really wanted the pizza potato one. I can hear the resellers booting up their computers now. Yep. You, yep. Ever, you ever played with an Apple IIe computer? Yeah. Yes. That You know that sound it makes when you turn it on? Yes. That, no, that's the Mac. I'm saying Apple IIe. Not the Mac. Oh. I'm just saying, when you, at that line about the resellers booting up their computers, that sound effect went... I heard right in my head, you know, booting up them machines now to, to sell them. <laughs> Indeed, this state of snack food emergency is a prime condition for online auction resellers. Back in 2017, poor weather conditions led to a potato shortage, which caused a temporary suspension of Calbee's pizza potato chips, the regular non-microwavable kind. Soon after, online auction sites were flooded with people who had hoarded up the remaining bags and sold them for highly inflated prices. Mm. I think I remember going to research these because it just sounded so funny and interesting and they were like $200 for a bag of chips. Perhaps the associated safety risk will curb this type of behavior, um, but it's unlikely. 
As for the rest of us God-fearing hot chip lovers, we're still at the hope of the Calbi Plus store in Harajuku, which serves up piping hot chips straight from the fire. Now, let, let me tell you something. In this day and age, we have a lot of, like, variety of specialty restaurants and shops and so forth. Mm. If they open up a, a freshly made hot potato chip shop, I would shop, I would go there. So you mean to tell me, you know, I, for like three bucks, I get like this nice bowl of freshly, fresh potato chips from the fryer. Okay? I can get that with toppings. I would do that. I would, I would shop, I would eat there. I feel like that's every state fair ever that has a kettle cooker. <laughs> but, well, perhaps, but the thing is, I, I'm not going to say I've never been to a state fair because growing up in Westchester County, we used to have Westchester County Fair, but we there was never no kettle cooking place like that. But I stopped going. I stopped going to fairs right before the uh, trend of deep frying fucking everything started. No, I mean, it, it, well, we do have Q by the C where you can get like a. There's a machine that like slices a like spirals a, pot a whole potato oh, you and fries it. Tornado, those are good. Yeah, 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 that's good though. That's still yeah. you know, you know, potato. Where, where, where the hell am I going with this? You expect you know, see, so, you expect that you know, like you know, deep fried you know potato chips. Mm -hmm. You know the connections there, but who the hell came up with the idea with want to have a deep fried stick of butter? <laughs> Wait, you have to understand, it's a stick of butter rolled in cinnamon, then and then it with batter, and then deep fried. Welcome to America. We That's deep like fry a hand everything. grenade for my heart. <laughs> I've had deep fried Oreos. They were pretty good. <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I might be able to get actually a tornado if we hit up long, longer, and longest in uh, Harajuku, which is a place that serves hot dogs, tornado, potatoes, and other tall slash long things. So... Hi -yo! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Ari! <laughs> but yeah. You killed, you killed Ranma. <laughs> no, no. I spun, I spun back in my chair. I just like, I had to have a moment, okay? Because I was <laughs> going to say, Ichigo, for Q by the Sea this year, you need to come join us. I will well, definitely do my best to try and get up there for Q by the Sea. We'll just have to see how the scheduling is. Cause... Uh, disclaimer, the hotels in the area are mediocre. Yes, and I think this year we're just going to go in on Saturday and just call it a day. That way we can kind of get a slightly fancier hotel room. Uh, shall I take the next article then? Uh, yes. An Ehime man, man, man arrested for hitting cop who interfered with his Pokemon Go game. Wow. Alright, since, since its explosive release in 2016 this far, Pokemon Go has managed to maintain a steady popularity for years. However, perhaps unexpectedly, a large majority of active players, known as trainers in the game, in Japan are men and women between the ages of 35 and 60, many of whom enjoy the exercise and stress-reducing effects that walking around throwing balls at animals is said to create. Digital animals, by the way, not actual animals. <clears throat> 
You might think that such an age group would be relatively responsible and respectful when playing in public areas. <laughs> but regardless of age, all civility goes out the window when a rare pocket monster is, is at stake. For example, in Matsuyama, Matsuyama City, Ehime Prefecture, a 40-year-old was arrested for striking a police officer who accused him, he accused of interfering with his Pokemon hunting. It's not that serious, dude. The incident occurred approximately 3 p.m. on February 23rd when the officer responded to reports of a large flock of roughly 50 trainers congregating on a street near a hotel blocking a sidewalk. When the officer arrived, two trainers were still there. He asked one to leave, and they complied. However, they confronted the other remaining Pokemon. The trainer allegedly said, I couldn't get it because of you, for when it comes some kind of capture. And then he hit the policeman. Details are sketchy at the moment, but it's believed that due to a large number of people in a single place, it may have been a limited EX raid battle, which offers a chance to catch a very rare Pokemon. Trans denying charges said, I never raised my hand. And there's little sympathy for the guy. Mm. Decent trainers only have to sell the blame for not catching Pokemon. Looks like a trainer got himself caught. Sounds like a Pokemon battle broke out. A wild officer of the law appeared. This kid who enjoy a game of bothering other people is wrong, especially a 40-year-old. What an idiot. He's probably a softback user. They're having a special event that day. <clears throat> As the last comment pointed out, the incident occurred on Pokemon Go's special weekend, a nationwide event where all play players can catch other rare Pokemon, such as Unknown, and have a higher rate of Shinies. <clears throat> However, participation is limited to customers of, or invitees of major telecom company Softbank. This significantly raises the stakes of the game for a limited time and possibly push one trainer over the edge. Mm. It was an event that our own middle-aged born-again Pokemon Go fanatic PK, PK Sunjun was very excited about. In fact, he said he was heading down to Ahima to find it, and he hasn't been seen or heard from in days. That got kind of dark at the end. Yeah, I'll say it once I say it again. It's not that serious, but I get it. Maybe it's just you know, me. I can just walk away and be like, you know what? It is what it is. Fuck it. You know? Yeah, I can too. I mean, I'm not going to like... They tell you all the time, you know, don't fucking trespass or or go into a place where you're not supposed to be when you're catching Pokemon. You know, even the, even the cast of the anime has said, you know, don't fuck this up. In, in, in essence. Can't tell anybody nothing. In regards to not telling anyone nothing, um, a Kyoto man was arrested for selling modified Love Live anime figures. And you're probably thinking, really? But did I mention that they were super sexy modified Love Live anime figures? Now, when I heard this, the first thing that came to mind was those many times I've gone to Chinatown and I've seen like those bootleg garage kits with the alternate colors of painted on it so you think it's not this one character it's a different character you know so then again there was that one shop they always sold like the sailor moon alarm clock that i always want that i always said i wanted to buy but i never did oh well. so here's the thing reselling of anime figures can be considered an occasional gross business because you don't know where they've been or how they have been handled. Another, it's the reason why I don't buy secondhand 
figurines, but <laughs> those, I know people who got a couple for me, and I trust them. And we'll leave it at that. Now, don't have any black lights in the dark room, though. God damn it. God damn it, Ichigo. You're welcome. I don't know if that would have hurt even more if it came from Mako. It probably would have been an equal amount of pain across the board, but... To, selling these figurines isn't really illegal. But, the person behind this, Takuya Masuda, he's been in trouble for... He's in trouble for doing this. And we're going to get into that as we explain a little here. Now, for once... He is an actual, he's employed. So this was a side job for him. I know, I know. I'm just as shocked as you are. Getting so, busted over your side hustle? That's just poor form, dude. Bro, I have seen people who have gotten busted over their side hustles, okay? Because sometimes the side hustle brings in more money than the legal job, and you start focusing more on that, and then... Whoops. Now, this guy, he was making what's called Makaizo figures. And he was using Love Life figurines for it. Makaizo is an amalgam for the Japanese term Ma and Kaizo, which means devil modification. Now, the modifications were not made to make the characters more evil, but to be sexier. So he would take two figurines and he would just basically swap the heads and giving it a super sexy version of the character and then a lot of people start looking for fan art of it. See if it's an official character or this or that. You know, official art figurine or something like that. Case in point. One example is, is that he took uh, a figurine of Kanan Matsura from Love Life Sunshine and pop the head off of that and put Kanan's head on the character Utaha from the anime series How to Raise a Boring Girlfriend which it's not as popular I've watched a couple of episodes of it it's I like to call that's what you call a cheeky anime it's like a lot of yes it's like very innuendo-ish you know with the characters and so forth it's like that now, because of this amalgam, he's able to sell these figures online at a premium cost. He has sold four of these for about $500 a pop. Good God. Now, here's the thing. Selling these figures is a copyright violation under Japanese law. Because if you think about it, you're selling a character that is a combination of two other copyrighted characters. There's your problem. And when the Gunma Prefectural Police caught wind of his actions, they arrested him. And giving these characters how they look, personally, I wouldn't have bought them. I am a fan of Utaha, but I don't I don't think there's an actual figurine out there that I've heard I would actually buy. 
Now, Masuda has admitted to the charges, saying he used the money to pay back his loans and living expenses. Now, during this investigation, he's been doing this for about 10 years. Now, they can't estimate how much of this was coming from the Makaizo figure sales, but in the last 10 years, he has made about 39 million yen in revenue, which translates to about $351,000. Jesus. And just remember this. If you're looking to make extra cash in a second-hand otaku fandoms, Makaizo is not the way to do it. It's not just illegal, but you end up with a bunch of leftover parts since at least two figures go into making each Makaizo, and it's just wasteful. What are you going to do with the leftover parts? I, uh, I don't think you want an answer to that. We're already at this point, so you might as well try me. Make zombie figurines! That's actually the least disgusting thing I could have thought of. <laughs> what came to your mind, good sir? Uh, two different versions of uh, these figurines, I guess. Jesus. Ron Chat says that our voices are kind of low. Oh. It might have been me, because at that time I went brains. I was away a little bit further away from the microphone, but things are going pretty loud, so he's saying this oh, just... just... Ron, okay, it must have just been the brain. Uh... Probably. <laughs> no respect. No respect at all. What can I say? <laughs> well, everything is fine the way it is, so I, I actually don't know what the heck's going on. I think we're good. Yes. So I, I think we're actually kind of, sort of, done here. Mm-hmm. I made up that 15 minutes I went over last week. Well, that's good. Because now <laughs> we have, like, 15 minutes to give back to the fans if, so we can raid other people. So. so if you like the show, tell a friend. They, in turn, will tell another friend and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers. We're independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. So what we tell you what we like and don't like, we're just going to tell you straight up. So if you have any ideas for the show, thoughts, suggestions, questions, or whatever, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com or to contact us page on the site. Again, that is podcast at animejamsession.com. We want to know what's up. We're here to believe you. Check out our website at AnimeJamSession.com where we post links to our cosplay photos, cosplayer reviews, cosplayer interviews, anime reviews, convention reviews, our weekly podcasts, and much, much more. So definitely check us out at AnimeJamSession.com. I will be working on uploading more 2018 convention photos, and you'll be seeing links to those on our site. And if you want to check out our site, outside, our show outside of Twitch, you can always download the audio version on various podcasting sites like iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, Player FM, Beyond Pod, CastBox, any program on your phone or site for, for finding podcasts, just search Anime Jam Session and you can find us. 
and a lot of these sites allow you to you know leave reviews so we want to know what you think of the show so if you can drop us a review good bad whatever make it anonymous we'll listen we'll do what we can to make the show better for everybody and don't forget to follow us on our social media uh youtube twitch i mean youtube twitter and facebook it's all anime jam session so swing by check us out thank you so much we couldn't do the show without you at theox 75 says we look good on twitch mobile thank you brother we appreciate it so we're gonna go around the room last words ichigo well i am getting ready for my trip so i hope to have some stuff on social media about that um otherwise it's been super fun and i'll see you guys again soon and when is your trip again it's gonna be march to april Oh, okay. Last words, Ari. Uh, I'm ready to go to bed because, let's just face it, it's back to the grind, just another mm. day in the life for me tomorrow. I hear you. My last words, um, I think I'm going to have some popcorn and watch a little TV and then pass out. Other than that, that's it. That's it. End of list. We're getting up on out of here. So, I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. I'm Ichigo. Great fight, great night. See you next week. Good night, everybody. Bye. Say good night, Ichigo. Good night, Ichigo. Feel better, Makutan. Oh, she will. We're out of here. Good night, y'all. podcast has been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on this show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and vognetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!